Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, boy, do I have some terrific news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they're getting it done this sports season. And boy, what a sports season it is. Coming off the Masters, Kentucky Derby. We've got all the playoff uh, action in the NBA and NHL. Remember a couple months ago, it was all the madness in March. And of course, the big game in the NFL. Well, we've got all of this moving on. Oh, by the way, we have some stuff coming up with Major League Baseball, the summer, etc. Wow, everything happening right now. And Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. All you have to do is head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus. We're talking about latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to get started. It is all at BetOnline, where the game starts. You know, storytelling is so important at St. Bonaventure University. And hey, as the weather's heating up, so are the stories coming out of the sports world. The NFL Draft, the PGA Championship, Horse Racing's Triple Crown. It's all the stuff that we've had these past few weeks and in the coming weeks. They're just some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Well, listen, if you've ever wondered how to get into sports journalism, listen up. I started my career at St. Bonaventure University, and I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. With their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport, all from the comfort of home. Yeah, sounds pretty good. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shaped this innovative program. Courses, in fact, are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers, and coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Hey, program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burned Darien Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burned Darien Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. It's all brought to you by Burn Dairy. It's all good. Go get your gas at Burn Dairy. Any vehicle, of course. Uh, they've got a ton of pumps at all the locations. And hey, on your way into work, grab the chocolate milk, coffee, and those delicious donuts. And we're here spring, summertime. Their ice cream is to die for as well. Burn Dairy, participating locations in and around central New York. Burn Dairy. It's all good. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec, Doggy Daycare, Rosie's Corner, 
and our terrific friends at Brewerton Ace Hardware. If you are in and around Central New York, stop by the Helpful Place. That's Ace. They have some unbelievable sales and specials going on as we approach that summer season. They have grills and smokers and everything for your outdoor activity, plus building supplies, heating and cooling, tools, and more at Brewerton Ace Hardware, Route 11, in front of the Brewerton Bridge if you're in and around Central New York, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. So obviously the Buffalo Sabres, uh, you know, it was overall a good year in terms of the big picture, where they're heading, uh, you know, contending for the postseason. It came down to what, the 80th game. Uh, So all those things were probably not expected at that level. But what's crazy is in sports, narratives change, right? And so when they started playing well, they went through a bunch of winning streaks and boy, did they go through some tough times and losing streaks as well. Um, The narrative changed to, well, wait a minute, you know, we're, we're sitting here in, in, you know, deep into the season and we're going, this team actually is overachieving. They have a major chance to make the postseason. You started thinking about that, you know, even I think as late as January when they went on that unbelievable five-game win streak, beat the Islanders, beat the Ducks, beat the, the Stars in OT on the road. That was a sick win. Three to two back on the 23rd, beat St. Louis on the road, beat Winnipeg on the road. And that was one thing that they did all year. They won on the road. They won on the West Coast. They won in the Midwest. They won on the East Coast. They did an unbelievable job winning on the road. The problem was the two things that probably kept them out of the postseason, they were horrible, horrible at home, and they just couldn't get the puck out of their own end. I think those two things were really a problem. Um, you know, a lot of people might say, well, you know, when when the injury started to happen and all the rest, and they, you know, relied on uh, you know, I mean, Comrie was out. Uh, uh, they were relying on a 41-year-old Craig Anderson plus uh, Uka Pekka Lukanen getting starts that they didn't expect him to get. Um, you can say some of it was goaltending. I've heard some Twitter bug out there about that, but I don't think the goaltending was the problem this year for the Buffalo Sabres. I know that there are a lot of people out there who say, um, now look, I thought that maybe they could have, should have invested a little bit more in a goaltender this year, but that was also with the thought of them not making the playoffs. Devin Levi, of course, eventually gets called from Northeastern and wins a bunch of games, and the Sabres miss the playoffs by only one win. I mean, that part is the frustrating part, obviously, but when they were losing games and the goalies were left on an island, it wasn't the goalies' fault. I thought that the goalies played very, very well this year um, for Buffalo, but they were left out to dry many, many times, UPL included. And it was two-on-ones, it was sloppy play, not being able to get out of the uh, the, the, the zone. Um, you know, Buffalo, that happened to them a lot. Uh, remember, this is a team that showed a ton even in December where you were like, whoa. I mean, these young guys, man, Darlene, Power, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Samuelson, etc. Whoa. You know, whoa. I mean, they beat the Kings at home, went to Colorado and won, beat Arizona on the road, beat Vegas on the road, uh, had those two delayed games with Tampa and Columbus, of course, uh, you know, and then Detroit beat them at home, and then they went at Boston. As I record this, the Stanley Cup favorite, obviously, and they won that game four to three in overtime on New Year's Eve. That might have been, uh, it, it's one definitely one of the signature moments of the year, if not the biggest win of the year. I mean, you go into Boston and you pull out a win at any time. That's an amazing win. Um, but you started to get a feeling here, you know, December into January into February, like okay. And then you kind of came back a little bit in March. You're like, no, they had, I mean, the Sabres had a horrendous, horrendous March across the board. I mean, they started 
you know, super, super slow. They got blown out at Boston. They, the Bees had some revenge there. 7-1 to one on March 2nd. That was the first game of the month. They beat Tampa. Then they lose four in a row to Edmonton, the Islanders, Dallas, and the Rangers. They beat Toronto on the road. Then they lose four in a row again to Washington and Philly on the road. Home for Boston, home for Nashville. Got crushed uh, in those games. That was a brutal stretch, man, where uh, in four games they gave up uh, 24 goals uh, and, and only scored nine. Then you beat the Devils at home. You beat the Islanders on the road. You lose to Montreal. <clears throat> you know, um, some tough games in there. You know, there's no question about it. Um, you know, and then they rebounded to have just a, a spectacular April in which they really pushed for the postseason. They only lost two games in April, and they won five. And you thought to yourself, man, one win. One win was all it would have taken to get into the playoffs. And so I think as a Sabres fan, there's probably, on the one side, there's a lot of uh, happiness about the future of the team. Uh, guys who are locked up like Tage Thompson, like Samuelson, like Dylan Cousins now of course, Kevin Adams has to kind of work on the, um, you know, Owen Power, Rasmus Dahlin, some other players, uh, you know, forwards and all the rest to kind of try to keep these guys all together for a six, seven year stretch. Because I think they feel like, you know, if Devin Levi is the guy, and certainly he's shown early that he could very well be the absolute number one dude, um, you know, maybe you go with that three goalie system next year again. I mean, obviously, Craig Anderson is retiring. I would love a three-goalie system. I think that a lot of it worked this year. But I think that next year, it's playoff or bust for the Sabres, number one. And number two, with that goalie situation, you have a great opportunity to go from three to two and figure out exactly who your number one is and who your number two is into which you can play a guy 55 to 60 games as your number one and play a guy, you know, 20-ish games, to 25 games, you know, for your number two. And whether, you know, Eric Comrie, Uka Pekalukkanen, Devin Levi, I think you play with those three guys and then you narrow it down to two after 23-24 season. I think that's kind of, you know, where we're at. Obviously, the key loss for me was February 28th. You know, the Sabres had just started to really get in to the playoff hunt um, to where we could kind of take them seriously. And they lost at home to Columbus 5-3. to That was a brutal, brutal, brutal loss. There's no doubt about it. The other big loss happened, obviously, to the Florida Panthers on April 4th. That was a road game, a one-goal game, an unbelievable effort by Devin Levi, uh, who had you know just won a game uh, against the Rangers in overtime uh, on March 31st. Uh, just uh, you know, a few days before, in between that was a win on the road. Ukapeka Lukanen starting at Philly six to three. But to me, the two key losses, and I know it's hard to just pick two out of an eighty-two game slate. Those would be the ones: Columbus, the worst team in the NHL, on February twenty-eighth, and of course, the Florida game where the Sabers would have had all of their playoff hopes in their hands. Right? They control their own destiny if they win at Florida. Turns out they lose. That game hurt them big time. However. They still hung in there. They kept winning. They got a ton of help from other people, uh, other teams rather, but it just so happened that they came up short by one freaking game. And that part of it, you have to be really, really upset if you're a Sabre fan because you can go in any direction. You can go in the injury uh, direction where Tuck was out, where maybe one of those games, if he's in there, the Sabres win because that was an awful Awful stretch for Buffalo when he went down. Such an important player, productive player. He set career highs. He's a team leader. 
Uh, when he went down, uh, you look at it and go, geez, if they had won one more during that stretch, or if they had won either the Columbus game or the Florida game, or you could use the angle of the goaltending and saying, well, geez, you know, it would have been friggin' nice if you, you, know, you would have had, uh, you know, invested a little bit more into the goaltending situation. But I think Kevin Adams invested what he could and what he wanted based on the amount of cap room they have and the core that they have, never imagining that you would overachieve like this this season. I think many people, from ownership on down to the fan base, I think that a lot of people thought that the overachieving that Buffalo had this year was scheduled to happen next year. Not to, ha- you know, not to be unscheduled for this year, but to be scheduled for next year. Instead, they come in unscheduled with the overachieving. They don't make the playoffs but sniffed it. The narrative changed a little bit. Sabre fans wanted it. I wanted it big time because I think that getting a year of playoff experience, even if you get in there as the eight seed and you're blasted by Boston in the first round, even if you lose four straight, you get swept, you still made the postseason. You went through the trials and tribulations. You hosted some uh, home playoff games. The crowd's going bananas and all the rest. All of that is a building block for the future. But Buffalo, as we know, Missed out on the playoffs by one win. One. That's it. If they had beaten the Panthers once or one game in the tuck stretch where he was out or the Columbus game at home, they would have played the Boston Bruins. Do I think they get smoked by them? Absolutely. As I'm recording this now, Florida, I think, is going to get smoked by the Boston Bruins. They're already down 1-0 coming off of that game one as I record this. Um, But, you know, it it wasn't, I guess, meant to be. you know, it, it is somewhat frustrating. I have heard people spitting chiclets, people and others say, well, you know what? Like, you got to go for it, got to go, got to go, got to go. I am still going to at the end of the day, even though I am frustrated they didn't make it. I think the experience would have been huge. I am at the end of the day taking the entire season package for who they've got on the team, the Devin Levi arrival, 80th game of the year. It took, you know, right down to the final stretch to figure out if they were going to make the playoffs or not. All those different things, the excitement, everything. I still think that this was an amazing year for the Buffalo Sabres. Having said that, next year it is playoff or bust. And I'm going to get into a little bit of that on the podcast coming up next here on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a big tip of the cap, thank you as well to Brewer Ace Hardware, Bowers & Company CPAs, Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and our great friends at the Allen Angus Pub. Stop by for the best darn Angus burger in town. They've been in it again for the best burger in New York State. And oh, by the way, before and after all the big events, whether it's Syracuse Crunch Playoff Hockey, you've got SU Lacrosse, you've got unbelievable concerts and events like the recent ones with the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the Dome and all that. Make sure you get to Allen Angus for a brew and a burger. It is an amazing place. The Allen Angus Pub, the official pub, of the ML Sports Platter. More on the Buffalo Sabres as we look into the crystal ball coming up next here on the MLSP. Back with you here on the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare and Ken's Auto Detailing. And so I think that next year is absolutely, without a doubt, your expectation is the playoffs. If you come up short of that, it's going to be an absolutely horrific offseason. You know, expectations are not made. There's going to be a lot of disappointment with all these players they've got, right? First of all, we start with Dylan Cousins, who's locked up. You've got Tage Thompson, 
who is locked up. So you've got an unbelievable built-up-the-middle group there. And I know Tage Thompson's played some right wing a lot, um, you know, but he he has played a ton of center, too. You're built up the middle with those two guys. I know they mix and match some lines late in the year. Certainly when Tuck's, Tuck went down, they had to mix and match there as well. Avini Estrosa got, you know, plugged in to kind of try to see what's going on there. I don't think he has that much of a future in Buffalo, especially with all these young guys coming up. Uh, there's still a lot of help in the barn, by the way, coming up from, uh, you know, the Rochester Amherst and all the rest. Um, I think you got to kind of figure out, okay, who do we want to hold on to and pay long term? Uh, I would try to trade Victor Olison. He just doesn't bring anything to the table uh, at this point. He, he used to bring that unbelievable slap shot and all that. He was a one-dimensional player before. He hasn't developed an overall game. Uh, that's not enough for me to pay him, you know, four, four and a half million dollars, you know, whatever it is. I would try to work in a trade, even if you have to pick up a little bit of money to just get a couple of draft picks or even a couple players, a couple depth players. I think Casey Middlestad proved a ton. Uh, towards the end of the year, I think he's definitely a hang-on-to guy. He's only 24 years old. I'd sign him long-term as well. There you have three of your top centers right ready to go if you want to play Tage Thompson a ton at center again next year. Again, he can play right wing. That's fine. It seems like he can you know, kind of mix and match there, but I'll label him as a center for mostly for the future. You got Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestad for the next X amount of years at, hello, age 25. Thompson's 25, Cousins 22, Middlestat 24, yeah. So I'd sign Middlestat long-term. You've got your centerman up the middle built for years to come. Uh, you know, and then you got to figure out everything else, right? Sign long-term a J.J. Paterka, a Jack Quinn, those kind of players. Tucks on the books for a couple of more years. Uh, Jeff Skinner will write out his contract. He's fine. He's a saber here. You got to then figure out some of the grinders and some of the third, fourth line people. What do you want to do with Jordan Greenway? What do you want to do with Zemgis Jergensen's? You know, what do you want to do with the Tyson Jost, right? You got to figure out what to do with Pey Peyton Krebs, all those kind of guys. But again, most of these players I want to keep. I want Paterka long-term. He's 21. He's a really good creative player. I want to have for a long, long time, I want to have Jack Quinn. I want to have uh, Peyton Krebs. These guys I definitely want to keep for the long-term. You know, they've shown me enough. I'm sold on it right now. I want to keep this core together. And, you know, look, Alex Tuck, I'd give him ex an extension right now. Um, you know, we know that this guy can play. He's a big-time leader. I mentioned all the amazing things, um, you know, that, that he can bring to the table. And then, like I said, you know, you've got to figure out a lot of the guys, uh, you know, because you, you got guys coming up in the pipeline as well. I mean, Matthew Savoy is going to be ready to play next year, right? So does he take a spot from somebody? I don't know, but guess what? It's another center for the Buffalo Sabres. Is he your fourth-line center next year? Very possible, okay? Devin Levi, we know, is already up, okay? They've got Noah Oslin, okay, who is just an unbelievable Swedish player. Uh, who He's creative. He's a smooth puck handler. He's a centerman as well. I mean, you've got battles here at that position. Uh, do you maybe see what he can offer in Rochester halfway through the year and, and go from there? But he's got a ton of talent. There's a lot of players coming up who are, uh, you know, waiting in the wings, whether it's in foreign hockey leagues or in, in the AHL with Rochester. You've got Isaac Rosen, a left winger. You've got Yuri Kulich, another center. Uh, you know, you've got players across. The, you got Tyson Gozak. Uh, you know, you've got, uh, you've got Prokhor uh, Poltipov. Uh, you've got Alexander Kasakov. Uh, you got Ryan Johnson at defense. You've got the kid Mats Lindgren at defense, who was taken by Buffalo in this past summer's draft, um, fourth rounder. 
He, but he's touted for his speed. He's got offensive creativity. Uh, could be a top four defenseman. That's what he's projected to be. He can move the puck quarterback, a power play. He's smooth. Uh, he needs improvement in his defensive awareness and size, but good God, he's six foot and 175, 180, little small. Maybe you let him develop down there in the minor leagues. But again, I just gave you 10 friggin' prospects who are ready to play as of next year or the year after. So that means, okay, what do we do? Is it one more year of Kyle Ocposo? Maybe. I think Kyle Ocposo should be brought back for one more year. I would not go beyond that. I would bring him back for one more year as a veteran bridge to all these young players. But again, please sign long-term. J.J. Paterka, Jack Quinn, Alex Tuck, uh, you know, to go along with Thompson and Cousins. Um, and, 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 you know, you've already got Skinner on the books. I'd try to trade Olofsson. Uh, you know, I would keep one of the two Greenway or Jurgensons, right? Middlestad, sign him long-term, please. Peyton Krebs, long-term. Uh, Tyson Jost, I, you know, I'm not sure there if, if he's going to take, if he and Henestroza are in the way right now for two more youngsters to come up who are even younger than 25 and 29, respectively, I would not keep those guys on the roster. And so, therefore, that opens up three spots. If you can move Olafson, move Yost, uh, Jost, Yost, I've heard it both ways. Henestroza, if you can move all those guys and then one of either Greenway or Jergensen's, although maybe you keep those guys because the Sabres want to get tougher. We've heard that, and that's why Kevin Adams picked up Greenway, of course, in that trade. Maybe you go in that one of those two directions, right? You keep one of the two or you keep both for the grit and all the rest. There's only so many spots on a roster. I would probably look at two or three of the guys I mentioned being Buffalo Sabres next year, and then another two eventually being Buffalo Sabres by the end of the year. And maybe you use three or four of those guys to go trade, you know, in the offseason draft comes up. Maybe you compile a couple things here, make a blockbuster, and bring in another big-time guy. I don't know who that would be, but maybe the Sabres try to move in that direction too. But Kevin Adams definitely wants a lot of that money to be free for some of the youngsters. Meanwhile, the defense corps... Gosh, it looks pretty good. Jacob Bryson, 25. You've got Kale Clegg at 24. You've got Darlene. Let me look at the strides he took again this year. He's an, no doubt about it. Cornerstone Norse trophy contender for years to come. He's only 23. Yoki Haro at 23. Labushkin's a tough dude who they got. He's 29. I wouldn't mind a couple more years of him. Owen Power, got to sign him long-term. He's only 20. Um, you know, Riley Stillman, eh, I don't know uh, if he brings enough there to keep. Obviously, you've got some defensive help coming up through the minors and the foreign leagues as well. Matias Samuelson is on the books for a long, a long, long time. So I think what you're hoping is one of those other guys becomes a top four defenseman. You sign him long term. You have Darlene long term. You have, you know, try to sign, uh, uh, well, you have to sign Darlene long term. You try to sign power long-term, you got Samuelson, you got top four, top five defensemen in there, and then you spite, you know, you kind of throw in you know, a couple of nice other spices there with Yoki Haro and others, and you're set. And then you work the three-goalie system next year, Eric Comrie, Devin Levi, Uka Pekalukkanen, and you figure out which two out of the three are going to be the future. I think right now we have a pretty damn good deal uh, feeling here that Devin Levi will be there. Then from there, do you go with the 27-year-old Comrie or the Uka Pekalukkanen at age 24? Now, if they decide to go with Comrie, you, and that's 24-25 now, that's not this upcoming season. If you decide to go with Comrie as the backup to Levi for this upcoming season off the three-goalie system into the next year, you can always send Pekalukkanen down to the minors or try to trade him. I like Uka Pekalukkanen. I do. Do I think he's a bonafide number one right now? I don't know. I haven't seen enough. 
Devin Levi, in his short time, has shown me that he's more of a number one than UPL. But I think UPL could be a really, really good backup. And I think Eric Comrie, again, he had the injury bug a lot this year. I think he could be a mainstay for this Sabres club as well. Who knows? Maybe you work the three-goalie system for the next few years. So that's how I look at the Sabres in the future and how I looked at the season this past campaign. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's an ML Sports Platter Edition. Thanks for listening as we are brought to you by our great friends over at Liverpool Physical Therapy, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, Camillo's Golf Club, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and go to the website and get your financial plan in order today with Brian. That's advisors.massmutual.com, advisors.massmutual.com. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.